Swimming is actually like flying. You are flying in the water. Hey, it's Paneet Surana and this is the bonus series of the Galata podcast. We'll get to it in a second, but first, here's a message from our presenting sponsor. In association with Sirona Hygiene, an award-winning startup with solves unaddressed feminine hygiene issues. With their unique products like Sirona Herbal Period Pain Relief Patches, Natural Anti-Shaping Cream, Sirona Menstrual Cups and many more. They are best known for their flagship product, Peabody, India's first female urination device using which women can stand and pee in all dirty and unfriendly toilets. Visit them on www.thesirona.com. Joining us today is somebody who started swimming at the age of two and never really left the pool. She's been swimming ever since and it so happened that during her childhood, she would also cycle her way to the pool and back. She started running mini marathons in her high school. By her seventh standard, she was already a national swimmer. All of this is just the start. But what got me to get her on the show and to all of you is that she is India's only women to have represented India in the World Triathlon Games. She's a triathlete and she's won over 126 medals. And if all of this isn't enough, she is also a CA. So we're going to get into the conversation and dig in. But before that, let me introduce you to somebody who calls herself a Lumbi Reski Ghodi. And her mission really is about try, try, try. Boys and girls, Galata gang, join me in welcoming Pragnya Mohan. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I'm really taken aback. The usual first question that I ask. Pragnya, to all my guests, which I've already revealed to you, is what were the conversations around the dinner table when you were growing up? As a family, we always had this policy that all four of us will sit on the dinner table together, irrespective. And we did not see TV. At that time, we didn't have phones, really. So it was only four of us and we would discuss what all we did during the day like I have an elder brother who's two years elder to me my father my mother and me so four of us and the food obviously so we used to discuss a lot of different things like what went on with all of us lives during the day my mom is a housewife my father used to work and both of us were in school so we had a very interesting stories different kind of stories and since I was always into sports I used to have my swimming practice in the morning and my brother happens to be a national chess player he used to have his trainings it used to be nice and then my father used to tell us stories about his working place my mom used to tell us what went wrong in the house So it was pretty good, the normal discussions, but it was like our dinner would go up to one, one and a half hours. Wow. We would be talking, discussing, and that was fun. Yeah, we are. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get into swimming at the age of two? I mean, was it just like another activity you were put into? I really don't recall, but there are memories that my parents share at time. They were teaching swimming to my brother. So, we used to live in the society which had a 17-meter pool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, my father himself, he's not a great swimmer. Though my, both my father and mother know basic swimming. And they used to take me to the pool as well. So, my brother was probably four years old. And they used to put floaters around my arm so that I don't sink. And there were stairs which led to the main swimming pool. 
so they left me on the stairs so one day they suddenly noticed that i was just trying to mimic what they were teaching my brother and my brother was struggling at it and i was pretty natural yeah, so- and they noticed that i loved being in the water even when they all were going out they had to push me out like come on you need we need to go home and stuff like that so i think it was my parents also who saw that you know i had this inclination towards water and after that my school used to introduce swimming as a course when we were in second standard until then uh, I was swimming like normally in that 17 meter pool that we had in our society. Post that I got a swimming teacher her name was Gitanjali. What she did was she used to make us sit on her back and go a- around the pool and like a crocodile. Yeah, she used to become the crocodile and we used to you know climb up and she used to give us a- the round of the pool. And I think that I really liked and she was one of the prime movers to get me into swimming the different strokes and everything and once my parents also realized this inclination towards swimming they put me in a swimming pool which was a 50 meter olympic size swimming pool where we had a coach which was appointed by the government for inculcating sports and everything i used to go there in the afternoon to learn everything and when my parents took this decision a lot of people told them that sending a small girl alone with a cab driver every day is not really safe but they did it and i kind of enjoyed it and i also remember there were times in my childhood when i was growing when i was in the second third standard and my friends used to go out to play in the garden and i used to go to the swimming pool at the same time and they used to say that you're not coming to play and you know i was sort of socially boycotted also at times because they used to think that i'm gi- yeah because they used to think that not giving them the time and instead going to swimming but i think i really enjoyed being in water just the feeling of being in the water sort of you know fascinated me and that that is something i used to look forward to even when i was a child i can hear it in your voice <laughs> yeah i still love swimming like being in the water is like heaven for me what does it feel like while i was swimming one day in my practice this must be around 2008 2009 suddenly there was a realization that swimming is actually like flying you are flying in the water because you're not touching the ground and that thought really fascinated me to another level i don't know why and till date like whenever i am in the pool or even in some open water i just feel like flying i'm a bird that is really motivating and it's like i don't know it's like a child in me but yeah that makes me love the sport much more <laughs> By the time you were nine or ten, you started competing in mini marathons. In my school, they introduced this five-kilometer run for girls and seven kilometers for boys. Somehow, my brother got interested in it, mm-hmm. and he came home like saying that there's this seven-kilometer run, asking my dad to help him train for it. Like it was still a month later, and he was always into mental sports. Like he was a chess player. Already. So, Yeah he was at a very young age he became the state champion under 17 state champion he became when he was 9 years old so he was always on the mental and the academic oriented guy so when he came up with this and we were discussing this over the dinner table as you call it i was like i am the physical one and he's the like intellectual uh, in, yeah intellectual yeah wow. and then i was like if he can do it so can i So I was like okay there's 5 kilometers for girls as well so I'll do that even I can run the 5 kilometers so the day he started training he was more enthusiastic than I was but I was competing with him this was the 
sibling rivalry going on. So he started training and I started training and it just happened that we trained for a month, not really intensive, not very regular, like twice, thrice a week. We used to go to this ground and run. My father would monitor what we were doing, sort of thing, just building the endurance. And I used to swim daily. So I had that endurance and stamina already. And he was struggling to get that but he was always more he had that speed which I didn't in running I don't know maybe because of being a girl and a boy so when the day of the mini marathon came both of us came second in our respective and this was a whole school like up till 12 standard Mm. it wasn't just I was in my fifth standard standard. and I came second and he also came second. So that was a confidence booster. Then in sixth standard, I practiced for it for like almost one and a half months. That became a thing. You got to get the first one. Yes. And then I did get the first one. So then the distances started increasing. Like in sixth standard, they I think had five kilometers and then in seven, they increased it to six kilometers. And then in eighth standard onwards, I shifted to Amtabad. So we had started having this local race that was eight kilometers long so I started running that and I in the process I realized that I started enjoying running so it became a second sport swimming was always the priority but running became a second sport which I used to like doing like the feeling of running and what does running feel like because a lot of runners in Bangalore who are listening to this right now Running is just different. Like the feeling is not much different as compared to swimming but when you run when you are at very intensive paces you just can't think you just can't think. It's like when people say that in meditation, you just have to have one thought. I think when you run intensive and you just can't think of anything but running. It is meditation in its own terms. So I think that is what I love about it. And running as an exercise, it's an entire body exercise. The entire body, you're actually flying. You are actually flying. There is a moment in every step that you take that both the feet are off the ground. ground, It's not like walking. Like in walking, you always have one feet in the ground. But running is flying. In every step that you take, you are jumping. So there are, there's a moment when both the feet are off the ground. Somehow I am fascinated with flying. flying. Yes. (laughs) Very evident. And I like it. I love the expressions you have in your eyes and the voice i know listeners can feel this right now wow so that was your first recognition first trophy for running yes yeah um, for swimming i had already got pretty in the school at the school level and i started emerging as a state level swimmer i started at the lower end of the podium and gradually climbed it to the top so mm-hmm. yeah i started getting bronze silver medal in the state championship I think I got my first gold in 7th standard, not before that. What happened after 8th, 9th standard? So, in 2013, uh, there was this Ahmedabad Municipal Corporation had organized a cyclothlon. So, this was the time when Modi ji was preparing for his PM rally. So, there were a lot of events that were happening in Gujarat, especially Ahmedabad. There was this 50-kilometer race in that. So, just out of curiosity, I registered for it. And maybe I practiced, like I remember, I practiced one week before because I was not sure if I could do a 50 kilometer cycling it looks too big so one week before the race just for my mental satisfaction I was like I need to do it so I did it and there was a lot of 
on my own and there was a lot of discomforts which i felt because 50 kilometers it almost took me 2 hours to complete that 50 kilometer stretch so my cycle was the normal normal cycle that we have the ladybird kind uh, of cycle not really i upgraded it to Ooh. a bsa mac but that's a very basic cycle when now i look back and realized i completed that and i got this confidence that okay khatam to ho jayega when the race day came i was not expecting anything as such but i was just doing it because i wanted to do it and i finished the race i came to know that i came first in my 50 kilometers category and to top it all i got 1 lakh rupees as the cash prize then i was like okay i'm good at this too <laughs> and then like yeah so this was like i am a good swimmer now i'm good in cycling too and i'm a good runner and cycling race gave me the money that i could buy a good cycle to start racing at least so then the thought came like uh, again on the dinner table uh, we were discussing things So my father mentioned to me that there is this sport called triathlon. Mm-hmm. Until then I was vaguely aware about triathlon. This is all happening in January 2013 post this cycle race. So then my dad said that I was already running half marathons by that time just for fitness. Mm-hmm. Not really competitive. My running pace was always good so I was doing these half marathons under 1 hour 45 minutes so he gave me a suggestion that since you are already training why don't you try triathlon like just as an experience thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah just a thought so i trained during 2013 and there was a state championship in december 2013 for the national selection team so i went in that for a triathlon mm-hmm. and the current national champion also happened to be from gujarat mm-hmm. at that time that point in time in 2013 and she came in the state championship selections as well and i wasn't expecting a competition with her i was way down in my thought process mm-hmm. at that time i just looked up to her and i appreciated for all that she had achieved and i became the na- state champion oh that was fast yeah <laughs> and then i realized okay i have some capabilities but then we had the national championship one month later in nasik but we went without any expectations because we were like we need to study the competition first and i became the national champion how old were you i was 19 years Sorry, old so you're a lady but i just want the this no by heart i'm always 16 but i don't know my physical age keeps on increasing every year but your endurance and your cardiovascular abilities and your legs and calves oh my god you're they're like talkless up there and they're putting a lot of efforts <laughs> yes i love the fact that you're so consistent in your training and without you realizing you've grown yourself and your abilities and then an event happens and you're like oh damn it and then you have this sense of recognition like wow ye bhi kar sakte ho mm-hmm. i can also do this but i think uh, i was lucky enough that there were opportunities on the way because i feel that there are people who don't get the opportunities that i did they might have the talent much better ta- talent than i do but they don't get the opportunities or when they get the opportunities they don't get and grab those op- opportunities hmm. so i have been lucky in that way were there early influencers or was there a coach that saw talent in you how how did this go about because now looking back in retrospect It looks like a lot of right steps have been taken 
So I think my parents played a very important role in my entire journey because they recognized that you know I like swimming. They did a bit of research about whom should I get coached under. Even when we used to live in the small town called Ankleshwar, which really did not have the infrastructure, and I'm talking about the early nineties. It really or the late nineties. Yeah, I'm not that old. She's twenty five. So um, uh, they did a. <laughs> they did a lot of research and they came like the coaches that i should go to in my fourth grade i went to surat that is a bigger town than ankleshwar is uh, in gujarat itself which had a lot of good swimmers and my parents uh, and in my summer vacation time i lived there for two months along with my grandmother and i trained under a coach for swimming so this was unlike of someone doing it in ankleshwar like they took all the right decisions and at that time i was not in the capacity to make decisions for myself so i think my parents have played a very very important role in my success apart from that also the coaches that i have been trained under i have somehow been very lucky to have very good coaches like throughout like i've changed i've gone from one coach to another but all of them have been supportive of the endeavors that i undertook be it in swimming or running and when i came to triathlon In India it's a very new sport and it's Hardly developing. Known. Yeah, people don't even know triathlon except maybe in Bangalore it's pretty popular because a lot of people cycle and run and are trying to get into triathlon but elsewhere in the country it's pretty unknown. So when I started out in 2013 my father had been my coach until I actually got a coach in 2017 when we realized that you know there was some need for a good coach who understood the sport much better than my father did so he researched about you know the ways we should go about it there are some schedules available on the internet but they are very basic you need to build on them according to your capabilities and according to your needs so he did that for me so i have been like i have their constant support throughout so i think that really helped me how does it feel like a child cuz this is a prodigy in fancy english terms and most prodigies have this wherein they feel they have missed out on the childhood in all the rigorous training all the structural growing up so as an athlete when i was very young after i started reaching the national levels in 7th standard in 8th standard until 12th i would say my training swimming training was twice a day almost 3 to 4 hours include wow. and if you include the commute time it was 5 to 6 hours and my school was also rigorous it was almost like 8 hours every day so this left with me with no other time to socialize and stuff but i was very i think i don't know what term to use but fortunate that that was not the era of mobile phone fortunate yeah because i didn't have a distraction in the terms of a handy mobile phone on which i would waste time so i think my school took care of the social life to a very 
high standards like the eight hours that i used to spend there i had friends i had friends there i used to spend with them i had friends in my swimming circle i used to spend time with them there were sacrifices totally there were sac- sacrifices like no parties on the weekends because we were training on the weekends as well and you need to catch up on sleep as athletes we sleep a lot and lot. we need that sleep like eight to nine hours i can't do without that not only me like as a family we have made sacrifices since the past 30 to 14 years we don't have a television set at home there's this particular incident i would like to share that in 2009 tata sky was new at that time so there were door to door salesmen who used to come the two salesmen came to our house and my brother was at the door and they asked him that you know we have got this new product and we would like to show it to you or anyone else who is at home so he told them that we don't have a television set at home he is talking to one salesperson and he turns back and uh, tells to the other salesperson ye to naya bahana suna so yeah so we haven't had a television set till date we don't have it at home now we have grown so used to it now yeah. it's very funny but whenever i go to some hotels or resorts you know not to use one i don't know how to use the television set and all my friends are like Really? really? <laughs> Because the when we had the television set it wasn't the one that the the you. two remote one that we use now so I really only one remote and now it is totally different wow. I wrote so even at hotels I can't use it because I don't know how to use it <laughs> I'm in the same boat Pragya I think TV was removed from my house in my ninth standard and has never entered so I have no idea <laughs> In fact I have to TV is like a showpiece in our house. We have one of the most expensive TVs, but it's just there it's uses a mirror at times. Oh god. These are just things that those who are overachievers joke about. <laughs> what else have you let go? But this is a very important topic because it brings the reality of what you're doing. Okay so till school it was all okay the social life was pretty normal post school i have done active college for 2 years post that i quit that college and did a distance learning due to my articleship was clashing with my the time that i had for training as well as going to college was becoming very hectic in college also it was pretty normal but once i left college my social life was not as much there like mm-hmm. now if i see i have a very limited group of friends and that is because like they i i am a very friendly person but all the relationships whether it's friendship or any kind of relationship requires time and if you were trying Ooh, to boys. give <laughs> time to something that you are passionate about they do not like obviously all relationship needs time to nurture and develop so my friends started feeling that i'm ignoring them ignoring their calls ignoring their text so gradually you grow apart Mm-hmm. So I have this there's no communication. Yeah, yeah, there's a communication gap. I have a very limited group of friends who sort of understand that you know I have some priorities in life which are really important to me as an individual. Yeah, that is one sacrifice that you have to do socializing, partying and all this take a back seat when especially in sports. Same with your startup or your business. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's very similar. Like I go to CA conferences where I am invited as a speaker to motivate students to do other things along with pursuing CA, which I did. So it's like taking up a sports career to opening your own practice. As CAs, we have this license to open our own practice yeah. post qualification. So it's very similar that. you know in the start of practice you have to put in a lot of effort to get clients and then you have to put in a lot of efforts to retain them as well so in sports is the same that you know at the beginning you have to put in a lot of efforts you have to put in a lot of practice you have to be very disciplined about a lot of things in life including nutrition that is another uh, another thing that you know why i don't have a lot of big friend circle i can't go out and binge on eating every day oh god talk <laughs> <I> about it <laughs> So yeah it's very similar to practice you have high uncertainties about whether in future it will sustain or not then you have to retain people in in sports you have to retain your current state and you have to improve on it keep on improving on it you have to practice daily even in the practice that you start you have to be there every day like you can't even you have to show yeah up. show up even yeah. if there are people working under you you need to monitor their, them as well you need to make them feel like you know it's a team and you are a part of it so it takes a lot of sacrifices but i think when you get that medal in hand or it's when worth. that national anthem is playing it's worth it what kind of lessons would you draw from all the three sports that helped you in your ca pursuit sports as a whole it has like developed abilities i have seen so many failures that if i saw one more failure in my ca exams or anything it wouldn't shake me the way it shakes other people it's like okay you lost a race you feel bad it's not like you don't feel bad you do feel bad when you are attempting to go for the gold and you don't get anything you feel bad but that's temporary then you'll start looking forward to the next race so failure become a part of life you it's not like okay i failed so i will stop doing it i'll feel really bad for days altogether okay i feel bad for a moment I'll reflect on it that what went wrong what did I do wrong what can be improved so that in the next race I don't have to fail because of the same reasons at least but I can still fail and when you fail 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 you gradually succeed with time with efforts that you put in with dedication everything mixed together is what comes out so when i was doing my ca i had developed a lot of stamina as well as part of being an athlete i have stamina i have strength to take the load and effort that the course requires so when it came to studying i could study for long hours it wasn't a problem for me that i didn't get bored i didn't get like the need to get up and go around so i could put in efforts when required and i think that made my ca course very easy even the internship part in ca course we have 3 years of internship that is necessary to pass the ca course right articleship yeah, articleship so even in that i was pretty good at it like my principals although i was doing sports along with pursuing mm-hmm. ca they never had a complaint because i was very efficient in my work and whenever they required the hours to be put in right. i was there and i could put in those hours and i think much efficient hours than others i would say that because of my stamina Mm-hmm. So I think CA is a tough course no doubt on that but my sports helped me a lot the sponsor has products 
related to feminine hygiene. He has this really cool cardboard-made funnel which women can use and pee anywhere they want. I've used that. Yeah, I have used that. Yeah, it's called Peabody. Ah, Peabody. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I ordered it from Amazon. (laughs) Because you have such long, I think, two days worth of out there. How do you manage your hygiene? Do you use Peabody and stuff like that? Has there been an issue? Yeah, there is a issue in female hygiene in like normal course. So I have used Peabody and it is very convenient and easy to use. So I think every female out there should use it because we are more like we are more prone to infections than males are. And this really helps us like you can stand and use it. You know, you can use it by the roadside as well (laughs) in India. (laughs) So I think everyone should use it. And as far as female hygiene goes, and being an athlete, periods is one limiting factor that I noticed early in my career. You can't swim when you have periods. That's obnoxious. Like, I, I need to train for those five days when I'm on periods, when I have my menstrual cycle. I can't give, on a, a give up on my training. Did you send back? Every day you yeah, back exactly. So I started using tampons as I transited from the sanitary pads. And now I'm using menstrual cup, which I think are not only hygienic, but also economical. Because and environmental. And environmental, years. yes. Love nothing. nothing happens to it. So I think that every girl should start using menstrual cup because it's so easy. You just have to, ca- you can carry it anywhere in anything. You don't have to be worried that when are my dates due? I have to carry this whole bunch of pads or something. You don't have to get worried about it. You, The disposal is so easy. You don't have to dispose that. You can just wash it. You just have to boil it. you get those containers in which you can do that it's so easy to use and it's like really it it just takes one two days to get used to it in the initial phase that's it and women hygiene is of concern in india a lot of women i am not sure about the stats though a lot of women die because of infection and because of menstrual hygiene not being maintained so it's very important that female hygiene is maintained Now the scenario is changing a bit with the pay and use toilets. They are a bit cleaner than they were earlier when there were no pay and no use. (laughs) So now the things are increasing but the frequency of the pay and use toilets are very low. So when I go for a run suppose on the road and I want to go to the washroom. As a girl I can't even go by the roadside. So it's very difficult at times and I think Peabody kind of things help in that. Because when I'm standing and peeing, I don't think a lot of people will also notice because I have short hairs. (laughs) That helps. (laughs) She gets away. (laughs) I think that is something that is required but... I think gradually it will come the washrooms across the roads. Right. But what it is still not there. stops women from taking up sports like these though? Because this isn't just the concern. There must be so many more things. Women in general are physically not... Like this is biological. That you know, you're physically not as capable as men are. And plus the Indian society... So, so after you've reached a certain age, after maybe you've graduated from the school... A lot of girls don't go into sports. They, they back out. Yeah, These they are back out. Athletes. Yeah, I have had friends who were really exceptional, exceptional. when oh, they were God. doing what they were doing until school in sports. 
but post school they just did not continue and i don't know why but they just did not and these were people whom we thought that one day we would see in at the olympics so it's a l- sad reality but it exists in our society a lot of people are not supportive of sports women pursuing sports after a certain age when they are young maybe they are very supportive of the fact that you know sports hai extracurricular activities hai it it look good like you know sportsmanship spirit everyone talks about it but no one wants to get into it and get that everyone talks that you should have sportsmanship spirit sports teaches you this but once after high school you don't need that award <laughs> it's only for boys and one more discriminatory factor that i have seen over time in my sport is that in many competitions the prize money for male are higher than that for female and the reason so if hypothetically if this is a 50 km of cycle race that i'm talking about first male competitor like the first winner will get 75000 and the first female will get 50000 that's a very huge gap and when you confront the organizers they say that this is because the women participation is lower than men so doesn't justify the no so but they well. don't understand that you know as a girl first you have to convince yourself that okay you need to participate in this race and you can do good then you need to convince your parents to let you go and participate in that and then you have to fight the society and travel to that race location almost every time alone and still that society will judge you that you know okay so i'll tell you about this 2015 accident i had that was in amdabad amdabad is a cosmopolitan city and it's a big city according to indian standards i had this accident on the ring road where a car hit me and i was i was obviously the one bleeding the car did not bleed you with the suv Yes. So I was cycling on the ring road of Amtabad and I was cycling at a pace of 32 to 33 kilometers per hour which is very high for a cycle and if we want to brake it has to be at least you know some distance before we can completely stop. So this car comes along overtakes me and stops suddenly in front of me and I crash into it. I went on un- like under the car and after I could get up i always carry my phone when i'm on training alone so i called up my dad and it was not really far from my house about 4 to 5 kilometers so he reached within 10 15 minutes and until he reached there was no gathering of crowd so he came and he parked his car in such a way that the car the other car could not flee the place then that is when the crowd saw that you know there was some commotion and people started coming and they started making accusations on me i was ble- one bleeding here and in cycling what happens is for the aerodynamic purpose you have to wear really tight clothes so that the air does not go inside your like the attire and creates an air drag yeah. yeah so i was wearing those cycling clothes i was on cycling practice they started making comments like अमीर बाप की लड़की होगी इतनी बिगड़ी है इतने छोटे कपड़े पहने इतने टाइट कपड़े पहने इतना ही है तो अपने बंगले के आजू बाजू जाके साइकिलिंग करे दे डिन नो मी दे डिन नो माई पेरेंट्स दे डिन नो एनी थिंग अबाउट मी बट दे जस्ट गैदर्ड देयर एंड स्टार्ट मेकिंग दीज कमेंट्स 
I'm sure if it was a guy, he didn't have to face or yeah. go through this. And this is 2015, not long back. Not long. So if this is the kind of mentality that our society still has, it's a sad reality, but it does exist. I need to get you ice cream after this. Now <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of stories. Go ahead. And discriminatory prize money, and like when you ask the organizers, they are like lower participation. We can't do anything, and sponsors have told us to keep it this way. They don't clearly understand what goes on. Yeah. Let's talk about money because we are at money matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, how have you your financial support? Because I know that you've been supporting yourself by your own efforts so far. Sports nowadays has a good money. <laughs> Let me tell you that you can that. <laughs> participate in competitions and win good amount of money despite the price discrimination. But my training costs are much higher than what I earn. And if I am looking at the 2024 Olympics as my target, I require a much like the finances need to be much more, much greater. Because these the women listening to it and the men listening to it may take this sport up. So. What does it cost to maintain a sport like this as a part of your life? So th- there is a different part. Like if you are pursuing it as an amateur, uh, if you are pursuing it as a professional, they, these are two different things. In triathlon, what happens is cycle is a very major cost. It's a the equipment itself is very costly. So if you go for a decent normal road bike, the starter level bike also, it would cost you anywhere around fifty to eighty thousand just the bike. That is the initial cycles. and then the technology is improving drastically in the sports arena so every year there is something new something that will make you go 30 seconds or 1 minute faster for an amateur athlete that doesn't matter but as a professional it really matters to me a lot so i need to invest in those and every half a minute counts exactly i think every seconds count and when you reach those levels in equipment cycle is one part of it then a lot of electronic data has come into the play of sports so for instance you need a heart rate belt to monitor your heart rate while running while cycling while swimming to know that you know what kind of training are you doing what which level are you pushing your body to for those heart rates to synchronize you need a watch which captures the heart rate then there are now the technology has improved to power meter so how many watts are you generating when you are pedaling one pedal of the cycle or how many watts are you generating when you are putting your one feet when you are running so these are all electronic datas that have come into play these also require investment and since these are technologies which have just come out they are expensive over time they will become cheaper but right now they have very very expensive like i would give you an instance like my power meter which i have on cycle it's just two pedals two pedals with on which i put my shoes and cycle they cost 1000 only two pedals that i have on my cycle and what difference makes so i can rationalize this in my head both the pedals have a technology inside that that calibrates the amount of power that i'm pushing the pedal with in one stroke yeah so you can imagine the amount and the the volume of the money that goes into this apart from this being a professional as triathlon is a nascent sport in india the required infrastructure as well as support in terms of coaching nutrition physiotherapy is not available in india at the moment 
in the future it might be so as a professional if i am looking at the world scenario i need to go and train under world class coaches who can get me to that timings to that and give me that kind of infrastructure and group to train with i need to go international i need to stay there i need to train with them and by international i mean a place in europe australia or the us so the staying cost the coaching cost the food everything is not as good as it is in india so the costs are pretty high so all this requires when estimated about 4 million rupees per annum for the next 4 to 5 years this will ensure that you know the first indian to go to the olympics in 2000 2024 that's about 40 lakhs every year on that an just estimate. to get by yeah what hacks have you been using to get by so far so i self finance myself there are possibilities that you know you can cut short this part you don't need this how do you save money like i travel economy i i look up the flights earlier so that i can get a better rate i don't book on the last moment then i stay with a group of people i have a shared apartment then i try to yeah even in the equipment i don't have the best world class equipment right now i had to trade it off somewhere though my cycle costs a lot of money but it's not the best in the market there are better things there are better technologies which have come i still have to go with the uh, older one because i can't really afford it on my own until and unless some people support me and by support i mean any kind of support just not financial there are a lot of things other than financial support as well that people can offer Okay, so I had this amazing opportunity to listen to Bishmanathan Anand, oh, world chess icon. So oh. he had visited my school, and he was telling us about the psychology that plays in chess. So in the world championship, there are only two people competing against them for the world champion title in chess. So how the process works is there's a defending champion. Like suppose if you're talking about 2010, so there's a defending champion of 2009, and there is a challenger. The challenger is selected through a process that they have. in which uh, the top players are invited and they are competing against each other to become the challenger to the world champion okay so now in the world championship there are only two people playing each other they have to play for 6 7 matches and that decides like who won the maximum number of matches so he was telling this about the world championship he was the challenger and there was this gary kasparov who was a chess world champion he told us that how mind games used to work when they were playing chess so in chess what happens is they are sitting across the table and there's a chess board in between and when one moves they start the clock and then the other has time to think about the move and this might take some minutes so gary kraspro when he was certain that he was not in a good position over the chess board he would walk out of the room and they are allowed to do that they he used to walk out of the room and while vishwanathan anand was on the chessboard thinking about what he would play next and slammed the door real hard so that vishwanathan anand got distracted so this is what 
Vishwanath Nanak said that you need to be really calm and these things will happen and this is not something that is not allowed. So that is why he was talking about various things that he does along with playing chess. Like he goes for a jog, he keeps a team around him who constantly motivates him, keeps him fit and everything. How nutrition is also very important even though chess is a mental game. So he was talking about all this and where he also mentioned this incident. And so psychologically in every sport, we think that it's only the physical body that is working towards it. No, a large part of the entire achievement is also mental. mental. You need a balance between both the things. If you're physically very strong but mentally very weak or mentally distracted, you're not going to get that gold medal. You need a balance between both, a healthy balance. How do you create that? Because you've you're one of those kinds of self-figured a lot of things. No, I've always had that support group behind me. Be it with a very small support group or a large support group doesn't really matter. The support group has to work for your benefit. So the mental and the physical balance. Mentally, I think I'm pretty strong. I'm a very optimistic person in general course of life. Let alone be it my sport that I'm very passionate about. So I'm very optimistic about everything in that. But there are moments when you lose you feel bad it's normal it's human i am a human after all so i feel bad but over time i've learned that losing is not something that is bad so how can they reach out to you if they want to so i have a facebook page that is pragnya mohan and an instagram page that is pragnya mohan so they can send a message to that account or i have an email id that goes pragnyamohan@gmail.com primarily that is how they can reach out all the links and ways to reach out to her are in the show description what's the impact that you seek to make as we saw that when deepak karmakar became the first gymnast from india to represent in the olympics it got her a lot of focus on gymnastics as a sport so as the prime mover i see that if i can go to some good level like being a participant at the olympics it could get that momentum for triathlon as well so that is the bigger picture that i'm looking from apart from that as an individual i really like the sport i'm very passionate about it so that is the reason that in spite of being a qualified chartered accountant where i can earn good amount of money by doing a job or starting a practice i have chosen not to do that and instead pursue my passion which is for triathlon and do something that will benefit the country as a whole and specifically my sport the conversation was wishing you all the kind of support that you require the mentorship the sponsorship the family support that you need to go ahead and show the world what india is capable at in the olympics of 2024 and more on that note to all of you go and make some galata she is full of drama too oh <laughs> really Uh, look guys <laughs> period <laughs> oh really the art type bro <laughs> today she's the only indian triathlete who's represented india in the world cups which happened previous year no in right. may 2019 oh, you know what in madrid <laughs> wow i'm so off today